Welcome back to the Petrine Studios. It's good to be here with you. We're here on a rainy March day to talk to you further, share and discuss our relationship with the living God. Today we just want to begin with a short scripture verse that's going to lead into our discussion. So if you listen to these words from the letter of St. James, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Sister John Marion, as we were preparing to talk about distractions, this scripture came to mind for me, and then as we discussed, you were like, yeah, it's such a good way to think about distractions. Mm-hmm. So often we do face an enemy from the world, from the evil one himself that tries to get us off from looking at the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when we resist him, we find the distractions go away. So how do you view distractions? And then more importantly, how do you view prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this I think this is going to be a fruitful conversation with distractions because it's so common. Everybody experiences distractions. And prayer is essentially an inner dialogue of hearts, hearts loving each other. Um, I love Bishop Conley's motto, his Episcopal motto, Heart Speaks to Heart, because it speaks of an intimacy in which prayer is not a thing that we do, it's not something that we say, but it's relationship with God. So knowing and being known. And Jesus loves it when we reveal ourselves to him, and he aches to reveal himself to us. So prayer is essentially a dialogue. So then distraction then is anything that takes our eyes off Jesus, anything that removes us from awareness to his presence, which sounds a little bit scary because we can't in many ways control our thoughts or control the distractions that are around us. In some ways we can, we'll talk about that. But we want to make the distinction between distractions that are harmful to us and other distractions that don't need to be a cause for anxiety within prayer, especially since distractions are so common. As Blake and I were talking about this earlier, we realized distractions are very natural to us as humans. Every single saint who has ever lived, way back even into the Old Testament, has experienced distractions. And those distractions have in some ways revealed their hearts to themselves and in other ways just been a cause for suffering. Like, Jesus, this is me and my weakness. Here I am distracted again, but I long to be with you here in this prayer. Would you comment a little bit on the, you were talking earlier about the nuance between distractions that were sinful or distractions that can lead deeper into prayer? When we come to distractions, there's some that we don't have to think about right now at the moment. So these are distractions that we need to take note of. And so maybe you keep a journal as I do, and then hopefully return back to prayer. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always work that way. But then there's other distractions where um, we do need to deal with them in the moment. We come to actually see what the Lord is inviting us to. So maybe it's a desire of our heart. And actually, I was thinking about that when it comes to our middle school CCD students. A lot of times we'll go in to pray, and I'm more worried. I'm more distracted with how the kids are behaving. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, which it's a valid distraction. I don't want to 
have other people distracted because they're misbehaving. So I have to have some sense and some concern over what behaviors are like. But I found myself in reflecting and preparing for the podcast and just saying, why is this bothering me so much? The kids are actually doing fairly good. Well, because I want people to think that I'm a good CCD teacher. Mm. And then also there was a lack of trust. Like I'm doing all the work, Lord. You are here before me and before them. And you're the source of prayer. Like it's only because you're Holy Spirit that we're able to pray. And so it was just a moment of vulnerability to be like, Lord, here's my distraction. Here's my worry. Here's my attachment. Do with it what you will. Help bring peace to my soul. Give grace to these students. And I've found that since then, it's not perfect, but I have been more peaceful and then also been more trusting that the Holy Spirit's also in work in their hearts as well. That's beautiful. That's a way deeper experience of prayer than it could have been otherwise if it had just gone just as you had hoped, you know, just as planned. Yeah, yeah and to that point, um, as we talk about distractions are natural, it's really good to not think of prayer as in like, prayer was distraction-free today, it was a good day of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like there's no victory points. Sometimes our most distracted day in prayer, as long as we're returning our gaze back to the Lord, is a more beautiful prayer than if we feel like we've gained insight into the deeper mysteries of God. Mm-hmm. We can't be the judge necessary of how our prayer is or isn't doing in the broad scheme, I should say. Now we can judge, okay, was I thinking about football too much? in my case maybe, or what I have going on later. There's a difference between entertaining our distractions and then dealing with our distractions. That's a really good distinction because one recognizes that there's weakness here but doesn't dwell on it too much and just gives it back to Jesus. And then the other one doesn't fight in order to stay with Jesus versus kind of succumb to oh, this is what I need to do next, or this is what I'm distracted with. Um, And that reminds me the many times that I've gone to an older sister in community and said, sister, I was so distracted today in prayer and yesterday in prayer and the day before in prayer. And she just asked me, but sister, were were you there? Were you faithful? Like he just, he doesn't ask for success. He asks for fidelity, which I think is quoting Mother Teresa as well, that he just wants us with our goodwill before him. He does not ask for deep insights or pages of journaling or something that no one else has ever thought of before. He just wants us. Yeah, and St. Therese even fell asleep almost every day at prayer. Yeah. That's a consolation to me. Yeah, and you know, that kind of leads us into how do we mitigate our distractions? Because falling asleep during prayer, it is something that's beautiful. And if you've been uh, diligent in your prayer enough, it's happened. Don't worry about it. Right. I fell asleep in the Father's arms numerous times. But one thing that we need to consider with our distractions are, okay, how am I sleeping? Am I hungry? Have I ate food? Am I alert? Have I actually prepared myself to go to prayer? Because there's a difference between being distracted, falling asleep in prayer, doing your best that you can, and just your body needs to rest. And then that nodding off or spending your time unwisely. 
so that you're not able to go in to pray. I notice that uh, when I pray, especially maybe on the weekends, it's a later night or anytime I have a later night, my prayer the next day is affected. I'm more apt to be distracted, which if you go into the time of prayer, you're able to say, hey, I know what's maybe waiting before me, and so you're ready. Um, but having good sleep, good nutrition, and then making sure that we're preparing ourselves as we enter into prayer, um, not doing anything distracting beforehand, is a good way to begin to remove distractions. What other ways do you deal with your distractions? Those are great. And I, I think having a routine before prayer, kind of like having a routine before going to bed, helps you kind of unwind and get ready to just be able to fall asleep peacefully. Works the same with prayer too. So prayer is, if prayer is a, essentially being present to God and receiving from him, then some things that might help you just gradually unwind and get into that mode of, presence and receptivity could be something as simple as slowing down. I've noticed if I'm rushing around before holy hour um, and then just dart into prayer and expect that my mind, which has been racing, is going to suddenly become fully receptive and present to God, it's just not going to work. So something like having a slower pace or going for a five-minute walk just to clear your mind. If you consistently have a routine that helps your body slow down and helps your mind slow down, then it will gradually prepare you in a natural way to be present during prayer. One thing for me that I'd like to just also share, make use of your technology wisely. I was just praying before recording this podcast and I was on my Apple Watch and I saw, oh, hey, I got a new notification and I had to look and see what it was. I didn't have to, but I chose to, so I got distracted. Especially, I'm, I'm an Apple user when it comes to my cell phone, and they've made it very accessible to create settings on your phone where you're not going to get notified from various apps, or you can even block certain callers. So oftentimes when I go to prayer, I just have my wife, Kelly, being able to get a hold of me because it's early in the morning. If a car can't start, I need to be somewhat accessible to go. But then I have a setting for mass where my phone is essentially dead it's still on. And so take advantage of what technology does offer to create focus modes, as Apple calls it, and I'm sure Android products do it as well. But that's a good second option. A better option probably is just to remove all technology yourself, mm -hmm. unless you're completely using it to access um, some way to pray. So the readings online. But if you've ever done that, you know that sometimes notifications can pop up, which just adds to the temptation to be distracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really a case for know yourself. Mm. If, it, if you can pray using your phone, then that's fine. But if you know that you can't, be honest and set it aside for those 15 minutes. The world won't crash and burn in those 15 minutes. Yeah, and that goes for you know, pets if you have at home, or people, or noise, or I'm really distracted by books, so I never pray in our convent library because I always see something that I would like to read instead of pray. So whatever tempts you, just remove it, and that will give greater peace. Which kind of brings the point, too, that st always starting prayer with the act of presence can be a great aid to um, mitigating distractions because it calls to mind that the person that you are speaking with is present to you right now. 
you're not just talking to some far off God, but he is with you. And that can change the setting pretty quickly, just that he is present to me here. And so I can be present to him here. It is important to remind us that we're into this like just mental prayer. Mm-hmm. We're only praying to God in the silence of our heads, speaking right. to him there. But if you go anywhere else in the world, you'll realize there's people in churches, even if it's completely silent. They're just pouring their hearts out to God. Mm-hmm. And so starting with this presence, even if it's just in your head, it's realizing that you're talking to a person, not an idea. Mm-hmm. You're actually having an encounter with the living God. And I found that so helpful to remember as we enter into or as I enter into prayer. You have a really good way to approach distractions. Would you be willing to share with us how you approach distractions? Yes, this um, this has come through many priests and sisters who have helped me along this way. I, one of my favorite analogies for prayer comes from St. Francis de Sales, where he compares prayer to a conversation between a married couple. And so they're sitting there having this conversation and loving each other And then a fly comes right in between them and just begins distracting the wife. And the wife, at one point, gets up, hunts down the fly, and kills it before she can come back and return to her husband. And and yet the fly is kind of unkillable. So it continues to distract. And I love that analogy because it's so centered on Jesus. Like, just like a fly, you can choose to let it distract you or you can choose to let it just keep flying around, but it is not going to take your focus from the one you love. So it is with distractions. Distractions can come and go, but he is loving you even as you're distracted. And no time is wasted in prayer. Don't waste your time by beating yourself up about the time that you thought was wasted when he was loving you even in that, especially when we don't realize that we're distracted until a few minutes later. So One of my spiritual directors gave me this great advice, and he called it the three times rule with distraction. So the first time a distraction comes, just dismiss it and return back to the gaze of Jesus, just as if it hadn't happened. The second time, show Jesus that distraction. Okay, this is something that apparently is on my heart. So Jesus, here I am, I'm worried about this, or I am anxious that this is not going to get done or something like that. And then set it aside and return to Jesus again. And if it comes back a third time, then that might be an indication, like you were saying earlier, that my heart is attached to something here, or something needs Jesus to be present in, to heal, or to gift with his forgiveness or with his insight. And so at that point, at the third distraction, set aside the prayer that you had intended to pray and pray with the distraction. Ask him to enter into this memory that keeps coming up or into this future situation that you're worried about or into this person that you just can't get along with. Just have Jesus be there with you instead. And perhaps that's the very place that he wants to be And instead of whatever you had planned. This is a very short example, but there was one time where I was praying with the Jesus on his way to the cross, so he's walking up Mount Calvary, And I just love Simon of Cyrene because he did something helpful. You know, a lot of people wanted to do something helpful, but he actually did something helpful. And I was so distracted by wanting to be Simon of Cyrene that when it came to noticing Jesus's heart and Jesus's face, I just wasn't really present to him there. I was so intent on just helping him, getting the job done, being with Jesus. And Jesus just very gently 
showed me that my distraction was coming from a desire to do and to accomplish and to earn his love rather than just rest with him. And that distraction kind of came into, well, I also had these other things to do after prayer, and Jesus wanted me to go there with him and to invite him to reign there and be the one who accomplishes it rather than me, which is very similar to the story that you shared at the beginning, just that it is Jesus' action in the first place, not ours. Yeah, So, I, but I love that three times rule. First time, dismiss it. Second time, um, show it to Jesus and then dismiss it. Third time, set aside the prayer that you had and ask Jesus into that distraction. Make that your prayer. And as we close up here, we're going to hear again from the letter of St. James. You're not alone. You're not alone. Stay the course. Oh, wait, there's a squirrel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's what it means to be human. <laughs> right. So let's quiet ourselves and listen again to this counsel from St. James. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Maybe you're dealing with a particular distraction, consuming your anxieties, your worries in your life, or a particular time of temptation. Call this to mind right now and ask Jesus, Jesus, you see this temptation or this distraction? Give me the strength to resist. Lord Jesus, we ask that you give us the strength to always draw close to you, to respond to your invitation. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to, to the, the Son, and to, to the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Amen. Father, Lord and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless everybody.